Hey everybody, Mark the Quarantined Idiot here with episode 23 of the Idiot Speaketh podcast. Uh, how appropriate since it's now day 23 of our self-quarantine here in the Paculac household. Uh, for the past 23 days, uh, I've only been around my wife. Uh, two lizards and a bunny rabbit that live under our back porch. And, of course, my alter ego, the idiot. Uh, my main companion is, of course, the wife. A peaceful, calm, loving, and joyous woman. Who is days away from becoming the prime subject of a future episode of Forensic Files. As investigators struggle to prove just how she killed me after she finally psychologically snapped. This is the longest continuous stretch of time that the wife has been forced to be around me 24 hours a day, and I can tell that many of my idiotic actions and just doings are starting to take a toll on the poor gal. This morning, she informed me that if this lockdown continues much longer, drastic measures might have to be taken. Namely, she informed me that I would have to learn how to color her hair. That's a task usually performed by our hairstylist daughter, Hannah. Oh, the humanity. Me, the idiot, coloring hair. Yes, a further example of the world as we once knew it now being over. And then, later this morning, I thought she had finally blew her stack after the peaceful calm of the morning was obliterated by her screaming profanities at the top of her lungs like a road-raged, over-caffeinated truck driver. I shuffled into the kitchen as fast as I could, honestly worried that maybe she had sliced a finger or dropped a knife on her foot or, you know, some kind of common kitchen accident that might warrant such a profane outburst. But uh, it was actually much, much worse than that. Now, there she stood in the kitchen, trembling in anger, her face beat red, that little vein visibly throbbing on her temple, with little white puffs of smoke exiting both ears. In her hand, she grasped the source of her anger, and she thrust it towards me. I gulped and nervously smiled. I knew this would not end well for me. Idiot, what the hell is this? I looked at the object in her hand and meekly mumbled. What? She screamed. It's the pot scrubby, dear. The pot scrubby? She held the clutched pink pot scrubby right up against my nose. Why the hell is the pot scrubby just laying in the sink, idiot? The damn pot scrubbies have a tray above the sink just for damn pot scrubbies. How hard is it to just put the freaking pot scrubby back on its little tray when you're done using it? No! You just toss the scrubby in the sink like a slack-jawed, drooling idiot even after I've told you not to a thousand times! She stood on her tiptoes and screamed into my 
upper chest area, because, you know, she's so short. Quit leaving the damn scrubby in the sink, idiot. I stood in stunned silence and just nodded in the affirmative repeatedly, all the while praying she didn't look in the direction of the nearby microwave. Now, too stupid to do otherwise, I inadvertently let my eyes quickly dart back and forth between the enraged wife and the microwave behind her. Now, with her holding two college degrees and superior cat-like senses, she instantly took note of my darting eyes and slowly turned to see what I was looking at. She scanned the empty countertop and the stovetop and then zeroed in on the microwave. Sweat beads formed on my forehead. She slowly walked across the kitchen and reached up to open the microwave. She pulled the handle and slowly opened the door. For the love of God, idiot, why is there a damn pot scrubby in the microwave? As she was screaming at me, she keenly caught sight of my darting eyes nervously looking towards the bread box. She slammed the microwave door and sprinted across the kitchen, three feet, to the bread box, pulling open the door and then letting out another blood-curdling scream. Yes, another pot scrubby stared back at her from inside the bread box. I turned and hobbled away as fast as my disabled legs would carry me. The last thing I heard was the rattling of the knife rack and another truck-stop-worthy poetic shouting of profanities. Now, I tried to block out hearing most of the details of the tirade, but I do remember that she cleverly managed to weave in a timely coronavirus reference about how I might someday be using the dreaded pot scrubbies for my own use in place of toilet paper. But then I quickly covered my ears as I cowered in terror beneath my clothes rack in our closet. Now, some husbands uh, in idiot world out there lie, cheat, steal, etc., etc., leading to the inevitable gruesome deaths at the hands of their murderous wives, and they end up on forensic files. Uh, me, apparently I've got a major problem with leaving pot scrubbies laying around everywhere but in their tray. Me thinks my days are numbered especially once she discovers I've been doing other drastic things and terrible idiotic things like squeezing the toothpaste from the bottom instead of rolling it from the bottom. Yes, I'm a true Neanderthal. Moving on. Uh, again, Facebook has decided to remi remind me of my idiotdom. And again today... They, my flashback was a flashback to this date in 2017 again. This was when we were attempting to sell our lakeside home in Runaway Bay. And my Facebook post from 2017 asked a timely question. Is the idiot speaketh the next great artist or just another idiot? The location of the story, uh, as I said, was our home in Runaway Bay. The Casa de Idiota, translation, idiot residence. Our realtor had hired a professional photographer to photograph our home for our upcoming listing as we attempt to sell our home. Our previous realtor, who had gotten us no offers in six months on the market, had taken photographs with her iPhone. 
This new realtor sent over a professional company that showed up with a half dozen types of cameras, light stands, light screens, a production crew, and even a drone to take overhead shots of the house. Piece of advice. When your adult children think it is funny to give you inflatable sex dolls to use as pool floaties, it is best to remove said sex dolls from the pool before the professional photographer uses the drone to take overhead footage of your property. I'm just saying. Get the sex dolls out first. Anyway, a member of the photographic production team was roaming through the house, scouting shooting angles, checking light, repositioning household items, checking makeup on the background extras, etc., etc., when she entered my art studio. Oh, wow! Who is this artist? These paintings are amazing! I enter the room and proudly announce that I am indeed the artist. Personally, uh, you would have figured that out, that I was the artist, within seconds after seeing that I was wearing a tie-dye t-shirt, had an unkempt beard, had major bedhead hair, was wearing shorts on a cold day, was barefooted, and because I tend to use the word dude at least once in every sentence. Now, the woman is scanning many of my paintings. Oh, I love the colors on this one. Oh, I love these trees. Oh, I can't believe how real your clouds look. Yada, yada, yada. She tells me I need to sell these. I tell her that I do sell the paintings via an online Etsy shop, via Facebook, local sales, auctions, etc., I proudly describe how CBS television bought a number of paintings and how, up to that point, four of them have appeared on episodes of Hawaii Five-0. I think we're up to six now. She's impressed. She continues looking through the stacks of completed paintings, and then suddenly she freezes. Her mouth opens and her jaw nearly plummets to the floor. Oh my goodness, this one is breathtaking. A satisfied grin creases my bearded face. This small abstract piece is blowing my mind. Proud grin grows to blowing my mind proportions. This piece is so powerful. I just love abstract art, and this is one of the best pieces I have ever seen. I shoot a grin across the room towards our cat, telepathically telling the feline, You hear that, Lulu? Best she has ever seen. The juxtaposition of colors, mood, light, texture, depth, and style is simply amazing. Grin is now completely circling my skull, despite the fact that I have no earthly clue what juxtaposition even means. I'm an idiot. I just can't take my eyes off this piece. And then she says, Please, great masculine artist, sir, Come here and tell me your inspiration and your process for creating this little masterpiece. Now, my idiot brain swears, to the best of my recollection, that is exactly what she said. Honest. Great masculine artist. Now, to be totally honest, I was standing about 10 feet away and could not actually see the actual pieces she was flipping through. I have many, 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 many breathtaking masterpiece-level abstracts here in the house. 
So I had a few suspects in my mind as to which exact masterpiece she was so amazed with. I walked over near her and looked down at the piece she was holding. And then the skull-encircling grin instantly unzipped from my head. The proud boasts of the Hawaii Five-O paintings, the worldwide sales, the tremendous success of the shop, etc., quickly drained from my brain. The small abstract piece was in her hand. I explained to her that the amazing abstract in question was actually not my doing. It was painted by a relative who had recently visited my studio. She asked what relative, because this piece was mind-blowing, and the photographer was interested in purchasing it from the relative. I swallowed my pride. My granddaughter painted it. The photographer still clutching the piece. Sir, can I have her phone number? I would really like to call her and see if I can purchase this from her. I simply have to have this piece. I put my hand near my mouth and tried to say the words, but only an unintelligible mumble came out. Excuse me, sir, what did you say? There was a long, awkward pause. I said, you can't call my granddaughter because she's only two. Yes, that amazing little abstract masterpiece was the result of my then two-year-old grandchild, Kinsley, flinging every color she could find onto a blank canvas as she held her sippy cup in one hand and sang Let It Go from Frozen for the 127th consecutive time as she and I painted in my art studio one afternoon. I shuffled away in shame. Oh well, at least the granddaughter has not had her art on primetime television yet. Epilogue. The professional photographer and their work and their photographs and their video came out amazing. The house ended up selling within 24 hours. Now, the quality of the photos was astounding. The use of the drone was real cool. One particular shot from 100 feet overhead captured the drone flying in over the waters of the lake, across our road, and then above our house, looking down to a lovely shot of a bearded, barefoot Neanderthal fishing a floating sex doll out of his backyard pool. The end. And that's uh, where I guess I'll end it for today, keeping things a little bit light. Once again, I really appreciate y'all listening. Hope you're all hunkered down, staying safe. I guess my next episode, I will dive into... Uh, the next chapter of the Medical Nightmare Saga with the unbelievable deposition given by my quack surgeon. You had to have been there to truly appreciate it, but I'll try to fill you in as to what happened as best as possible. So y'all stay safe, and again, I'll talk to you again in another day or two. This is Mark the Idiot sounding off, uh, saying the idiot has focus. (laughs) 